This is Cockpits and Cocktails. We use this podcast to share stories and talk about all things aviation and aerospace. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Cheers to you and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. I am your host on this episode, Natalie Flygirl Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I'm very excited about this episode. This is um, something that I was supposed to do at Sun and Fun. It was a talk that I do often, and it's something. It's called Change Your Course, Change Your Life. I had to cancel my appearance at Sun and Fun. I was going to do the talk for two days while there, but something came up with um, a work flight and I actually had to cancel unfortunately. Um, There were some people that really wanted to know you know that were kind of looking forward to the talk and really wanted to hear it and so um, once one the one person get tongue-tied actually suggested I record a podcast about it and I thought that's a good idea I think I will do that. Um, So that's what we're gonna gonna do today and um, Just leading up to it a little bit, this is probably going to be more than one podcast because I feel like I have a lot of information and I don't like to make the podcast too long because I don't, you know, I know people are busy and can't always commit to, um, even an hour is tough sometimes, right, to listen to a podcast. So, um, anyway, what's going on right now is, um... I am, I've got a senior in high school, my youngest son, so I have three boys. My youngest son is getting ready to graduate high school, and this past week has been a little bit crazy, as, you know, the end of the year, school year always is for parents. you got teacher gifts to buy, you've got parties, you know, to buy supplies for, um, you're just trying to wrap up the school year, and with a senior, I think it's, uh, especially your baby. I don't know. It's it's emotional. And I know there's new moms out there listening, and it's really hard for you to fathom what it's going to be like or that that day is actually going to come when they're graduating high school. It seems like this long, far-off, distant event, but it happens quicker than you think. It really does. People say it all the time, and I knew when my kids were young, they were saying it to me. And I didn't believe it, but believe me, it happens quickly. And with your baby, it is, it's very emotional because this is something that you've been doing for a long time and it's been part of your life and your routine and, and then it's just not going to be anymore. You know, everything is just changing very quickly and it's something sometimes that we just cannot wait for you know when they're young and we think oh my god I can't wait till he could just do his own thing and be responsible for himself take care of himself but then when it comes you know when they go because I've got two others that have already moved out and they do get out on their own and they do make it on their own and they do figure out how to do things on their own and that's also sad too because you don't feel needed so much anymore. Um, but that's what we're supposed to do, right? 
So I'm glad. I'm glad that they're able to take care of themselves, but it's also painful. It's very bittersweet. Motherhood is very bittersweet. That is the word that I would use to describe what motherhood is. It's one minute you love them and you just want to squeeze them to death and the next you want to choke them <laughs> because they're, they're making you crazy. You know, it's just like, ah. Um, but there's always that other side, that flip side that you just really, really love and they're a part of you and it's hard to let them go sometimes. So we've been doing a lot of that stuff this week I've had a lot of lacrosse events, senior banquet, and um, we had this group of boys that on the lacrosse team, the seniors, I don't know, they're probably like 20, 20 of them maybe, and um, of those, five of them, five of the boys have been together since like kindergarten, I mean, went to the same small private Catholic school, and to see them grow up and just witness that, witness them turning into men before your eyes is is something. Uh, and I'm so grateful that I've been able to, to see that. Um, so what I want to talk about is um, this, you know, people come up to me or people send me messages and one of the most common problems or issues is not necessarily about the actual flying and learning to fly, although that is a lot, you know, I get a lot of technical specific questions about that and steps that you take to to get certain ratings or whatever, how you study and things like that. But one of the bigger themes I feel like and something that I really, really, really am passionate about and love to discuss is you know, how do you actually take the steps to start flight training? And it's not about flight training. You know, I'm going through this transition. I mean, we're always going through transitions. This is, I'm 50 years old, and I'm telling you, you are always going to be going through some kind of transition. It's never going to be, like, static, especially when you have kids. Once you get them, you know they're not teething, then the next thing is they're, they're crawling and then it's walking and then it's sleeping through the night or whatever it is, you know, it's, and then it's just, there's so many different phases that you're going to go through. That is a constant change is a constant. Um, but I'm going to be on the website on flygirlllc.com. So much of it has been focused on flight training and the scholarships and what I've been going through, you know, what I went through, I guess, as far as my flight training journey. And now we're redesigning the whole website and I'm not going through flight training that much anymore. So I've got a new focus and things that I want to discuss on there and help people with. And part of that website is going to be coaching and you know this is a lot of things that people ask advice on and so I'm just going to develop a place on the website where you can go and get information on actually more lifestyle type things on how to make changes and it can be for a man or a woman or you know a young woman 
or a midlife woman, which is something that I really resonate for. My goal is to make it for anyone to be able to take some bits and pieces of information that will be helpful to them. But when I started flying at age 44, uh, I had three kids already, and I had been a stay-at-home mom at 17 years, or I had been a stay-at-home mom for 17 years. I'm getting tongue-tied. Um, and, you know, for someone that is working, like a young working mom, that just wasn't my world. I wasn't working. I was supporting my husband, building a business, and staying at home, which is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to stay at home. That was always my goal um, in the get-go, from the beginning, and I'm really glad that I did, even though it is a very tough job being a stay-at-home mom, and I'm not trying to negate what anybody else does. Working moms, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you work full-time and come home and take care of kids, but I think one of the harder things about being a stay-at-home mom, and I can say this, I'm not like tooting my own horn, but I know this because I've kind of done a little bit of both now at this point. One of the harder things is not losing yourself when you're staying at home. I mean, children are just inherently in need of you all the time. And it's hard to balance being a mom, being present all the time, but also having some boundaries as well where you can also be yourself. That's one of the harder things about being a stay-at-home mom. Um, and people say, I don't know how you could be a stay-at-home mom. I'd get bored out of my mind. I never got bored. And I still, to this day, I, w- I will never use those words. And I hate saying never. I can't imagine being bored. I'm always looking um, at new information and new things to do and reading something and doing this and doing that. Boredom is not a word that I can easily relate to. When I was at home, we were doing things. We were going places. We were making stuff. I was, you know, always doing something. There's just so many things out there to do. I can't imagine being bored. But um, what, so I'm just trying to get you to put your head around what I was doing when I decided to start flying. I had been a stay-at-home mom for 17 years, I think, about at that point when I decided to to start flying. And, you know, stay-at-home moms, if you're stay-at-home mom, you know exactly what you do every day. If you're not, stay-at-home moms are doing kind of all the tedious day-to-day stuff that isn't always the most exciting thing to do. It's a grind. Yeah, laundry, picking up toys, laundry, picking up toys making meals, going to the store, making dental appointments, taking kids to the dentist, taking things to school the kids forgot, taking lunches to school, working in the lunchroom, working in the classroom, picking up snacks to take to the classroom, driving back and forth, back and forth, putting a ton of miles on your minivan or your SUV or whatever it is um, all the time. And if you have a spouse that's running a business, they are very, very, very busy and focused on that which is understandable right and you're picking up everything else taking care of all the other details 
scheduling stuff, making sure they get to their practices. And you got three kids going to three different practices and different locations and it is and you're in rush hour traffic trying to get from one place to the other and kids are screaming and wanting snacks and you're throwing things back at them. It's, that's what it is every day. Um, so that was what my life was. And many times we get to a point where, and maybe at age 44, which is when it happened to me, maybe that's considered a midlife crisis. I'm not really sure. But there are points in time for even for a young person, older person, whatever, man, woman, where you reevaluate, okay, what do I want to do next? Is this what I want to keep doing? How do I take those steps to do something different when this is what I've been doing for so long? I don't even know where to start. That's a kind of a scary thing. And especially when your family's gotten used to that that role. And a lot of people are pretty happy with, with the way things are. Except for you. You want something different. You want to do something else. And people can call that rock the boat. Or, you know, he or she's having a midlife crisis. Everything is going to be... You know, changing and change is scary. No one likes change, but, you know, we go through change every single day. It's something we don't really even think about. It's We get more intimidated thinking about change. But it happens all the time, and we deal with it, right? So what is it? How do you take that first step? How do you get the courage? How do you... Um, actually initiate those very first steps to doing something dramatic, new, scary. Um, that is the hardest, maybe the hardest thing is actually getting started with something. Uh, my talk is called Change Your Course, Change Your Life. And, you know, this coaching that I'm going to be doing is called, um, I believe it's going to be called Take Flight Coaching, and it's going to be geared towards anyone that wants to make a change, not necessarily into becoming a pilot, but to becoming whatever it is that you want to do in your next chapter. And you can start that next chapter, write that next chapter whenever you want to. Whether you've been a stay-at-home mom for 17 years or you're just graduated college. A lot of kids graduate college with a degree in, for example, accounting, and there's nothing against accounting, and they realize they really don't want to be an accountant. So what do you do? I mean, that's scary. Your parents maybe have put you through college, and you're like, well, do I suck it up and just do it? Or do I find a way to do this other thing that I really like? Maybe it's graphic design or something. How am I going to do this and possibly disappoint people and... and leave people scratching their heads and what what the heck is she doing um so what how did i how did i do that how do you start with something that can be scary and maybe cause some frustration and upheaval in in your current life well for me the timing was 
at a time when, okay, my kids were a little bit older, so they were able to do some things. I had at least one driver in the house at that time, like when my older son was able to drive. So that's extremely helpful. But there were some personal things going on that weren't ideal or great at the time. And those things really caused me to think about what I wanted to do. How am I going to take action and and make some changes? Find some happiness in certain parts of my life that I felt were missing. There were things that I wanted to do. Um, and what was that thing or what is that the things that pushed me that extra step to actually pick up the phone and call and schedule the fir first flight lesson? Well, um, I think some of the things that we have that that push us are number one, fear. And fear can be a great um, propeller, pun intended, definitely with aviation, to get us motivated to do something. And there is, you know, you have to think sometimes what's scarier to you. And every person is different. Is it scarier um, the thought of doing something, something new? Or is it scarier when you think about doing nothing? Think about that. Because for some people, it's going to be, oh, it's scarier for me to actually take the steps and do something new and change things. And then there are some people that doing nothing is scarier. The idea of regret and just continuing with the way things are and not learning new things or doing new things, that was scarier for me. So think about when you're evaluating something, which is scarier to you? And there's no wrong answer. Everyone is different. And you got to think about what do I want? What's, what is it that I fear more? Regretting not doing something or actually going through this process of doing something new. Number two um, one of the things that I think as a mom, and even dads, definitely dads, um, was I had these three boys, and I had to think about what I teach them and what I'm telling them. Am I applying that to myself as well? What would I want my kid to do? Do I want? Do I, would I tell them, no, you can't do that. That's too scary. No, I wouldn't do that. That's not me. And maybe some people are like that. You know, they're so afraid of, of fear. But I want my kids to feel like they can try and do anything. And they're watching me. They're seeing, you know, if I am just talking the talk or walking the walk. If I'm telling them, you can be whatever you want. I'm going to support you. And you do that. And you try it. So I had to demonstrate that. There was this thing I wanted to do, learning to fly, doing something different and I wanted to demonstrate that they could do that too anything anytime in their lives now I want my kids to chase after dreams and experiences things they love 
really, really want them to chase after things they love and do something that they love, pick a career that they love, and not just chase after money. I think, you know, there's a shift in our society these days where people are chasing more experiences and not chasing the the almighty dollar and the and the corporate ladder because that's not always the most fulfilling thing. It doesn't take away regret. And I also want them to know if they try something and they don't like it, then they can change. You know, change their course. There's nothing wrong with figuring out it doesn't work. At least you tried it, right? And and people change. I mean, maybe you did like it for 10 years and it was satisfying. But now you want to do something else. I don't want them to be afraid to do something else. And I have no expectation that they are going to pick a accounting degree and be an accountant until they die. No, I don't necessarily want, if they're happy with that, then great. But if they're not, then I don't want them to be afraid to change and think that I'm going to be disappointed in them. I want them to do that, right? And number three was that, you know, I'm surrounded by women, other moms, and we all kind of did the same things. Um... And I don't want other women to be afraid of taking action to change things. And I think I saw it a lot in my husband's, at the time, I'm divorced, but where he had career changers coming in and shifting from what they had done in the past to something new at his business because they were so unhappy at their, at their previous job. And, you know, if you have to work at something and to make money and, you know, sustain your life and your kids' lives or whatever, your family's lives, then I really want people to like it, men and women. If you've been a stay-at-home mom and you've loved it for a while, but now you want to do something else, I don't want people to think, moms or even men, you know, in the career that they, they've been doing for a long time, that they can't make changes and do something else. If I can do it, then it's kind of demonstrating to other women that they can do it as well. So those were the three things that I really used to get me to actually take those steps. And they were still scary, but I knew in my head, I had these things in the back of my head, like, why am I doing this? These are the reasons why. I don't, I'm, I'm more afraid of not doing it and being scared. I want other people to see that they can make changes and get through that fear. And I want my kids to see that I can do it. I'm telling them they can do it. And I want them to see me do it. So, um, how do you know, how do you recognize in your own life when it's time to make a change or when it's time to change your course? Well, I've got a few little, little things that may be indications or signs 
that you can use to self-evaluate. The first is perhaps you feel stuck or unmotivated, irritable, depressed, tired. You cry sometimes and you don't really know why. What's bothering you? There's like this deep-seated unhappiness, discontentment you feel. And it can't always be explained. Those are the hardest kind of feelings to explain to someone. Especially when you have everything you need. That is a challenge. I was in a situation that, you know, we were very comfortable financially. More comfortable than most. And yet, I wanted to do something else. And those are the those are challenging times as well. It's like, why do you want to rock the boat? Why do you want to create all these changes when you have everything that you need? And those are hard, hard emotions to explain. Another indication may be that you are feeling that who you are isn't who you want to be. And that kind of goes along with this discontent feeling. You feel like you're just not exactly where you need to be or you haven't really reached your full potential. And people say, I'm looking for my passion, you know, quote unquote, all the time. You kind of feel that burning desire in, in you that you just can't seem to find the right thing that puts it out, right? Or maybe that lights it up, lights the fire. Maybe your sleep patterns are off. You're, you're worrying about things or you're, you just have this nagging feeling of unhappiness and discontentment. Perhaps you know there's more for you out there. There's more you can do. You have talents and gifts that you feel like are not being used or appreciated or utilized in a way that you want to use them. You know, maybe you're an, a really good creative artist or you're great at writing, but you're not really finding those opportunities to do that. You're, no one's making time. Your kids aren't going to come up to you and say, hey, mom, why don't you take an hour and write today? <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> you have to make that time and, and set those boundaries. Um, you have dreams that you haven't forgotten about. That's another good indication. If it goes away, you know, because you have a dream as a child or even as an adult, it doesn't mean it's always going to be a dream. That's okay. It doesn't mean you've given up. You're just not interested in that anymore. And that's all right. Sometimes I think people feel like, well, you know, maybe their aunt comes up to them and says, well, remember when you wanted to be a chef? And you're like, yeah, well, that was, I was eight years old and I'm just not into cooking at all. I figured out I don't want to cook at all. Then it's okay. You figure out that's really not an interest anymore, but perhaps there is something that you've wanted to do for a very long time, open a business or, um, I don't know, write a book or learn how to sew. I have no idea. Whatever it is. Um, and it's still something you think about. It's still a dream of yours. That's an indication that perhaps, um, you need to 
go after that thing. Um, maybe another indication would be that you're waiting for something to change. You're waiting for somebody to do something that's going to make everything all better and make something click. And no one else can do that for you but you. You know, when we get married, we fall in love, and we think that person's going to do everything for us, and that's wonderful. It's a great thing when you find someone like that, but that person can't make everything happen for you and can't make all kinds of feelings happen for you and happiness within. Those are things you have to do yourself. And it's also something that, we'll put this in here, you know, money can't get rid of those things. You can spend your time at the mall and you can buy things on Amazon all day long. It's not going to bring you fulfillment. Um, definitely. We focus so much on money and it doesn't always bring you happiness and contentment. Perhaps another indication that you need to change your course is people tell you that you need a change. If people are recognizing your unhappiness or your irritability, then, and it's like an ongoing thing, hopefully people know you well enough and you have really good friends or family that will be like, I think you should make a change. I don't think you're happy doing this. So why don't you spend some time figuring out what it is you want to do. And change is scary. All right, changing your course is scary. Doing anything new is scary and intimidating. But fear can be a powerful force that can be used to propel you, force you to take those scary, scary steps. You know, having these messages in your head as to why you're doing this go over and over and over that and that can be your motivation and your your force to get you through those first steps and the first steps are, are the hardest in making something totally new and routine that hasn't been a part of your life those are the harder things it's like when you're trying to quit smoking or you're trying to stop a habit those things take time in lifestyle changes. Let's say you're an alcoholic. You've been hanging out with the same people all the time. It's really hard to stop drinking when all you do is get together with these same friends and every time you get together, you're always drinking. That's hard to stop that habit, right? Um, and think about what, you know, what is scarier to you? Actually doing something new or doing nothing. I mean, those are things I'm would think about all the time and just because you've decided to change doesn't mean all of a sudden everything's just gonna line up and it's gonna be all rosy no it's not it's not gonna be and it's not gonna be instantaneous don't think that it is going to be instant happiness um, spend some time preparing mentally for changes gather information on this thing that you think you're wanting to do Know what you're getting into. Read about that thing that you're interested in. Read about how to make changes. You know, look up articles because they're, you're going to be faced with challenges you aren't really foreseeing. And to know how other people dealt with it 
You can prepare yourself to face those things and be ready and not be surprised when all of a sudden you're feeling like maybe I'm not doing the right thing or maybe this is wrong or this is too hard. Be ready to battle those inner critics in your head and that dialogue going on in your head so that you can continue to move forward um, and make a plan. Whether it's, you know, you're going to quit your job and you need to plan financially for how you're going to do that. Maybe it's going to take you a year to save your money and you're going to need to stop traveling for a year or you're going to need to stop um, spending money at the mall and buying new clothes. What do you really need? How can you cut back on things? How can you plan how to move forward? Maybe you need to make a plan with your in-laws about keeping your kids a little bit more, picking up the kids so that you can do this thing. I don't know, but try to get your family on board. Try to financially make a plan. Don't just like a one day quit everything. And um, that is not a good recipe for sure. And will make it even more challenging. During the, the time when I was kind of transitioning and going after this new career, starting these two businesses, you know, Fly Girl and Fly Foundation and really figuring out social media and how to do all my own advertising, things like that that I had definitely not done before. I spent a lot of time reading and gathering information and using things, you know, Google, Pinterest to find how other people did it, how they got through it, how they faced this challenge. And one of the things that I've talked about before is finding a quote or two or an article that really resonates with you and really speaks to you when you have the the times when you're really, really, really struggling as to, you know, did I make the right choice? Is this the right thing? Am I sure I want to do this? Where those words can just kind of pop up into your head automatically. And um, I have, you know, some quotes and um, Bible verses that I have had memorized for years. I mean, like 20 years in my head. And, um, knowing when I was really, you know, struggling to try to continue on, if I had like that quote or something, um, one of them was, uh, I can't even know, I don't even know who wrote this, but it was one of my mom's favorite poems. And it's a long, long poem. It's, I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. I'm the one that is in charge of making sure I have my own happiness. No one else can do that for me. Um, and that's where sometimes a lot of couples struggle when you're trying to, if you're unhappy and you think your husband's going to make you happy somehow, that it's his job, then you get irritable with them because he's not doing it and you're not finding happiness. And that's not fair to him. He doesn't know exactly what you want. You know, so you're the one that has to figure that out. Don't put that on him. He's got his own shit to figure out. Um, and then also one um, of the things like that I struggled with sometimes was trusting that I had this passion or desire for a reason. Like God put it in me for a reason. And I can't challenge God. I don't know why it's there, but it is there and I can't ignore it. And that was, you know, one of the things that sometimes I'd have to 
have a conversation with myself like, why am I making my life more difficult right now? Well, because I have this desire. And I didn't just make up this desire. It was put in me for a reason. And if I ignore it, then that it's not going to go away. It's still going to be there. It's just going to like gnaw at me and and not go away unless I do something about it. You know, it's there for a reason. Don't feel bad about it. You're that is part of who you are. And that is where I'm going to end <laughs> today's podcast because it's been 36 minutes and I think that's long enough. Um so that is part 1 of um, what we're going to cover, and I know I have at least another podcast kind of talking about the same thing, changing your course, changing your life, and what, you know, the next episode I'm going to kind of continue on this message is what keeps us from making changes and reasons why we don't make changes. If we know these things, then we can, if we can identify these things, and it can help us prepare, and we can educate ourselves on how to overcome these things, and where to look for support on, and where to look for more information on, because we still have this desire, but we still are stuck, and we're still not doing what we what we need to do to get to that goal of ours, and we're just not making any progress at all. So. How do we how do we get overcome that? You gotta know the reasons why you don't make changes in order to get over that that hump. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this. I enjoyed it very much so. And this is all about, you know, taking flight. And this can work for anyone, young, old, man, woman, whatever. You can change your course, you can change your life at any time, and I want to help you do that. Thank you so much. I am having a cocktail, by the way, and it is hot tea. It was hot tea. Now it's cold tea. Um, So that is my cocktail for for today. It is 9.30 in the morning. I'm still in my pajamas and haven't brushed my hair. This This is real life right here. But thank you so much for tuning in. Please share this episode if you found it helpful. Send me a message. I appreciate you tuning in. Please subscribe if you have not. And I hope you all have a wonderful day and spend some time thinking about what you want to do, where you want to go. Cheers to you.